Welcome, everybody. Wow. It's racing, man. It's on. It's on. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this is crazy. This is not a live episode, and Felipe's not on it. Yes. I started getting a little nervous about it not being live when, like while you were in the bathroom. Really? Yes. What were you afraid of? I don't know. Feeling like we're like doing some kind of weird private thing <laughs> and then like releasing it versus just like creating it already live, born live, you know? Yeah. It's good for it to be born live. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We thought about d- streaming it on um Instagram. Instagram live, but it that is every time I've done that, it's just people giving us harassing you. Instagram live is like a 15 <laughs> second show arc. You get like 15 seconds before like everyone you were talking to is gone and new people are in and you have to start again and be like, "Hey, so yeah, we're here live." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm everyone. Everything sounds good, so I'm gonna take my headphones off. Nice. There. Okay. It's cool. distracting to uh, to have that hear your voice. Totally. It's that that close to me. Um, yeah. And so Felipe's not here. Why? He actually is here. He's in his room, but he has a deadline, <laughs> so he can't redo the podcast. And Sarah yet. said this, and it's, it's true, which is that it's crazy that this has never happened before. Yes. Because he's a man to seemingly as an outsider. He seems like a man ruled by deadlines. Absolutely. And he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But he never has requested to skip the episode because he's busy doing his work. So I got this text message that was like, I want to skip the episode. Is that okay? Or what's up with you guys? And normally, you know, like I said, if you're given the option to skip any responsibility or obligation you have, I always take it. Um, right. But in this case, no, no, no opportunity should go unskipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. But I got this text message from you that you were like, I would, that you wanted to do the episode because we'd never done one. And I felt flattered by it. And I was like, all right, then in that case, I'll do it. Yeah. Let's <laughs> seize the day. Let's yeah. seize the day. And it's exciting because there's so many things. No, I shouldn't say so many, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this, that sometimes Felipe makes me feel like if I talk about my feelings too much, that I'm being cringe and that I'm going to embarrass not right. only myself, but the whole friend group. The whole world. Yeah, the really. whole world. Yeah. And so now I feel free to indulge, to do Medical Corner, um, yes. all the stuff that, yeah. T- to talk about any movie we want yep. to talk about. <laughs> even if it's old. <laughs> even if it's an yeah, old movie. Even if we talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, we can get into it again. Um but we did kind of break a what I think of as a rule, which is that we really got into a big chat before we got on about all the movies we've just seen. And it's true. Yeah, what's going it's on true. with this. Usually we just sit in kind of a surly silence. Mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like in a bad mood or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're bo- all posting. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, a, a, a funny thing that was happening while I was trying to set up is that um, Ian is in Long Island right now trying to purchase an airsoft gun for me yeah (laughs) Um, because i want like a realistic looking gun to use as a prop in a in a simple town sketch but i've also always wanted one yeah and so he's on like a little secret mission and um it's funny to get a bunch of texts from your friend that are showing you pictures of very realistic guns at a store totally (laughs) yeah it's also funny because i thought a that like airsoft guns only came in like AK forty seven shape, like rifle mm-hmm. shape. I didn't know you could get a handgun. Why? Why would you need a handgun? Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> it's just kind of like a a fun sport. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And they don't need to make it look like a real gun either. No, not at all. It could look like not. a. Could look like anything. Literally, it, like anything. it just needs a yeah, hole yeah, in it. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but it, it was funny. Yeah, that you were having this conversation with Ian because. You know, within we're in a kind of a friend group, we'll say. You know, beyond Raisin Man, we're in a larger friend group. And there's certain, uh, you know, contingents within the friend group that I don't exactly know kind of what goes on exactly in that relationship. You and Ian, bit of a mystery to me. So then <laughs> you get a call. I don't know who it is. It's unclear from how you're talking, who you're talking to, but someone that you're like being friendly with. His yeah. voice has been like pitched yes. down by a software <laughs> in my phone. Yes. And then to find out that you and gun. Ian are, yeah, gun shopping together. I was like, I just really had no idea. Yeah. That's where you guys were at. That's where boys, yeah. what boys get up to. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I sent the text message to him. To on monday as like a request like hey so i've been wanting this for a long time i know <laughs> there's a spot near where your parents live and he was like totally man wow i'll do it wow he's really game for that kind wow. of stuff that's cool and ian like me is a guy who loves like 
props and special yes. effects oh. and fake blood and, and magic things like that. And yeah, magic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he's getting you the one that doesn't have the little orange cap on the end. That's right. That's right. That's so it's awesome. gonna look really real. That's an extra twenty bucks to not have that little cap. Yeah. It's yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of good posts from it. You know, you can point it at your girlfriend and take a picture <laughs> of her and then post that mm-hmm. you can point it at your own head at your friend's head mm-hmm. you can take pictures of your friends holding it yes you, know. you can point it at dick at pussy exactly yeah. any any part of the body yes um so really looking forward to it there's gonna be a lot of opportunities that yeah come out of that <laughs> so that's awesome and that's gonna be 150 dollars. it's gonna be 150 mm-hmm. but Gabby said this about luxury items, and I think it's true. You have them for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That's Um, cool. So unless, like, the look of guns really changes in the next, like, 20 years, and we have, like, Halo-styled needlers and, like, futuristic laser guns. You're going to be using that. I'm going to be using it and, like, holding it and stuff and getting joy from it. I think you should be careful even because... When people see a realistic looking fake gun in the world that we're in, in the little culture that we're in, people want that for sketches or as a prop. It's true. We it's have true. a gun at Life World, a foam gun that's fairly realistic looking. And there are several people who claim that that's actually their gun and that someone took it from them, who took it from them, who took it from them. And somehow we have it. I don't know the truth. We're not giving it back. Totally. But people totally. want that. Well, yeah. I told Caroline Yost last night that I was going to get a gun. She was like, Oh, it's, it's going to be Simple Town's gun? I was like, no. well, no, it's going to be like my <laughs> personal gun. And I know that she's going to want to use it for some Car World sketch. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so. which I'm fine with, but as long as I get it back. And we all know now, we just said on the podcast how much it is. Yes. So, so. you know, there we cool. go. Anyways, you can borrow it any time, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, when you got it, so. <laughs> exactly. So now we'll go into medical corner. My stomach hurts a little bit today. No. Yeah. So if you notice a little difference in the way that I am, it's my stomach hurts a little bit. That I don't is, know why. That's classic millennial behavior. Uh, totally. Totally. You got this thing. You don't understand your own body. You don't understand the relationship yeah. between food and fitness and health. And yes. Yeah. And now, as a third party observer, I think okay, Sarah just eats like gummy worms mm-hmm. and candy bears mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. nerd rope i just stuff. ate so on my way obvious. here a piece of lemon loaf and then when i got here i ate a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> so to me it's obvious just why pure flour and sugar <laughs> i'm but stopped to her, up. it's a complete mystery <laughs> <laughs> that's right do you think you'll ever hit like a period in your life where you will try to get like yeah, like kind of try to change bring a sort of mindfulness to your body and Gosh, stuff. It's such a good question. I've really been contemplating it with like cooking because I know I value eating food that tastes good, but I just can't wrap my mind around like the number of meals you eat in a week to really plan out recipes and grocery shopping and keeping things fresh and eating them in time. It's just crazy. Totally, that's crazy. That's a whole job. It is a whole job. It is a whole job. I, Will really likes to cook. When he comes home from work, um, and he he takes like two hours sometimes to like cook his meal, and, yeah. and I see him, and I he he loves like listening to music, yep. and then like chopping yep. the carrots, and then like arranging the chopped food on a platter before he puts it into the stir fry, and like you can just tell this guy's loving every moment yes. of this. But in my head, I'm thinking. Bro, when you have kids and you need to cook for like four yeah. people and yeah. stuff, it's like you can't, you got it. It's got to be totally. in the kitchen fast. Totally. And it's also, I just think like, aren't you hungry? <laughs> the whole time I'm like, I'm ready for this to be done. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just be touching the food. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about that. I'll say this. I had this reflection earlier today that I'm thinking about the food thing and thinking about having enough time. And I always... I'm talking about like, oh, I I don't have enough time. This or that is a burden on my time and I need to figure it out. And a big one was hanging out too much, you Mm. know, for so many years. That feels like I was talking about that constantly. That's a burden. That was a burden. It was like too many people asking me to do stuff. Yes. Too much friendship. Yes. I remember that phase. Huge, big phase. Um, I think I kind of resolved it. People ask me to do stuff less now and I hear of things going on that I think, huh, nobody invited me to that, but I wouldn't have gone. So it's, it's cool. That's a that's a nice 
like three year reflection. Yeah, totally. I really noticed it like in the last week or something. And at first I got a little twinge of like sadness or fear that I had lost something that I couldn't get back. And then I was like, no, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And uh, any of the stuff, if I wanted to go to it, I could have having heard about it, you know. And it was kind of nice, but it's interesting because, you know, you you think you want something or change something about yourself or your life for so long and that when you have it, it'll be kind of exciting or like glamorous or amazing, but it's actually kind of quotidian or the lack of something also is mm. not um, stunning. Mm. It's like, yes. yeah. So you feel not. So I don't nothing. really feel anything, but I guess I don't feel the anxiety that I used to feel. Of like yeah. Constantly yeah. 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 Answering texts about things. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, it's, I think. I think that's what it's like for all achievements, you know, mm. even if you're like standing at the top of Mount Everest or something like that. Yeah. I think there's a little part of you that's like, this is unremarkable. Yeah. Or I've like, I've digested what this all meant already as I was climbing. Yes. The mountain. Yes. So when I get to the top, I'm like, there's nothing. Well, of course, I've, of course I'm here. And I've, already <laughs> f- I've already felt all this stuff. Wow. That I need to feel about it. Wow. Yeah. That's why I don't like saying goodbye. <laughs> it's like everything that, was our relationship all of the hello all of the goodbye it was contained within the experience of the time we spent together and i mean this both if someone's like leaving the country for a long time or if someone's just like leaving your house you know we don't need to say goodbye just walk away Mm. it's all already contained yeah i like sometimes i like a goodbye just so you know not to look for that person (laughs) (laughs) like an idiot Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. so it's useful in that context (laughs) that's that's true i didn't think about that just tactically people need to be signaling (laughs) yeah yeah they're not getting around anymore Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah i agree when someone's like uh a friend is like, I'm leaving for like three months. Come hang out with me at my house or at this bar for like the final night. I'm like, okay, sure. But we've also, we've been hanging out a lot. Yes. So yes. I'm like, I'll get there and there won't be a kind of a, a moment where I sun- suddenly tell you a secret or something. No, we don't have any unfinished <laughs> right. business. Yeah, exactly. Nothing that needs to be accomplished in <laughs> yeah, one exactly. last night at a bar. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange thing. Oh. Yeah, talk to me. I'll, I want to hang out with you when you get back. Yes, you know. There you go. We'll have new Hello. stuff to yeah. digest. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. Just walk off. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But the 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 goal achieving thing reminds me of this line in a poem, Mark Leidner poem, um, which is, "A child surprised to find that a neon sign isn't hot the first time they touch one, knows what it feels like as an adult to achieve one's goals." So a child surprised at a neon sign isn't hot. Knows what it feels like as an adult to achieve one's goals. Wow. Goals. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Wow. So is it... <coughs> so you think the sign is like going to be dis- hot. Is it disappointment I think then? it's disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, like, huh, that's not the way I thought it would it's be. It's unremarkable. Yeah. yeah. Or like, huh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's interesting, too, to have a metaphor where you, like, start with the... Uh, the metaphor part, and you don't know what you're going to Right, exactly. To. You don't know what it's going to be about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You're like just ha- having this image appear before you, and you're like, so what about that? And they're like, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wow. So we both saw movies. <laughs> we both saw movies. <laughs> I saw a new movie. It's called Blackberry, and Sam saw a movie, Skin and Marink. Um, we don't talk about that, though. Do you have anything that you particularly want to talk about on this episode? Um, it's okay if you don't. Well, I thought when we when we were briefly hanging out the other week, you were like, "Oh, I've kind of lost a little bit the narrative of totally, my life." Totally, totally. I thought that would totally. be kind of interesting. To- to- talk that's about. actually what I wanted to talk about okay, too, cool. and I thought about that this morning. <laughs> but now that I'm actually here, I'm like embarrassed to bring that up, and I'm like, "Oh, we should always talk about this." <laughs> yeah, it was kind of scary, but not scary enough. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah and I were hanging out last Thursday, and. um it was one of those situations where I was like, didn't have anything to do that night. And I was like, oh, I'll hang out with Sarah. I never hang out with her outside of the context, That's really, right. of us doing this show. That's right. And so really the the perfect way I could have hung out with you would have been like if we had done something simple or small. Yes. Like <laughs> I'd gone to your house That's and we'd right. drinking beer or something. That's right. Or gotten ice cream. Um but but that's not what happened. That's folks. not what the night had in store for us. Instead, we were going to uh, a, a 
movie and film production company's uh, party. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And uh, Sarah ha- was there with on a, with uh, on a mission to get something funded. Yes. <laughs> Which is like a funny yes. thing. Yes. To, so she yes. was she. But I had to wingman her as she was like yeah. had to schmooze. People. Yes. While also knowing that like I had been told before we got there that it wasn't really going to be like that. <laughs> but nonetheless. <laughs> I was there for that reason. If a millionaire comes <laughs> up to you and says they don't know where to put, yes, then extra I was bit of gonna cash. be ready. Yeah, uh, and that's not a situation that I'm not really good at that stuff. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was excited that you wanted to come with me, but it did end up just being like, man, parties are like weird. Unless you know a bunch of people at a party, I don't really know what you're supposed to be doing at them besides like standing and talking to your friend while other people are like in crowds around yes. you yeah they are hard situations to meet new people in yeah like if someone if i was hanging out in a very crowded party and someone i didn't know came up and started talking to me i think i would feel this immense burden of having totally to try and totally like juggle a conversation with my mind person. would just immediately be at when will this end how will this end do i need to take action <laughs> to get this to end yeah. i do don't they understand want something from me Am yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that didn't really work out, but we did have sort of a, a moment. When we well, afterwards we went to go eat somewhere and then in the, in transition from one event to another, from walking from the party to the restaurant, yes. Sarah took me inside and said, so how have you been, Sam? Yeah. And I realized this moment, this 45 seconds yes. of the two of us walking together <laughs> in a larger group, Out of this, this, four was, hour experience. this was the moment where I was going to yeah. connect with Sarah. <laughs> and exactly. in it. She said, oh, well, I've been feeling kind of weird, like I've, like I kind of don't know what, what my life's about right oh, now. Water. And we were kind of reflecting at how you can have little stories in your life about things that are going on with you that can mm-hmm. kind of keep you afloat and give your life a sense of meaning and direction. Yes. Uh, but sometimes those will end or you realize you should they weren't they don't come to fruition or that they're like yeah something will happen and then you you can't hold on to that little story anymore yeah and your all your momentum and propulsion just dies yeah and that, that happens a lot <laughs> it happens to me but yeah. yeah yeah and it's funny to think like it makes me nostalgic for being younger just in a way where like your goals are always getting so much like bigger Right, you have have clear goals, certainly, yeah. Yeah. And the best is like kind of a vague yet to come. Yeah, but it's nice also when you're young and your goals are pretty small. You're like, I just want to get booked on a show. I just want to be friends with this person. I just want to like hang out with these people and maybe meet this person and like do something with them. Yeah. Like make do a project with them. And then as you get older, that kind of like obviously getting booked on someone's show is not... (laughs) enough enough to (laughs) get out of bed in the morning yeah yeah Yeah. and so like not only do the goals change but they also become like larger like i need money if i have to house i need to have a family i have to like fulfill my yeah larger creative visions or something yeah Mm -hmm. and so i just do miss like the simplicity of feeling like you just want to do really well at a couple of open mics in a row or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cause you can really get that and it actually feels amazing or that's how I remember. It does. Feeling. Like, wow, it I really does. did it. And as if it was the achievement of some massive. Goal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But then, but then there's also the kind of pain of setting your goals kind of too low and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then achieving becoming them. some kind of pathetic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like huh well wow i did it yeah <laughs> yes touching the yeah. sign and feeling it's not hot yeah yeah it's funny it makes me think of a i've always felt like you know how if you tell people that you do stand-up comedy that a lot of times people will be like oh i've always wanted to try that i really want to try that and it's like I almost want to say to those people, trying to do stand-up comedy is already such a pathetic thing. And you'll realize that as soon as you are trying to do it. So the fact that you're trying to try to do it is like really disturbing and (laughs) upsetting to me. A shadow of a shadow. (laughs) Like imagine how pathetic that is then. You know, I don't want to insult anybody, but... um, yeah, you just might as well get into trying it because you're going to feel pretty stupid at that point as well. So, you know, transition into that at least. Exactly. Don't be in the phase where you're like, oh, if only I could be an idiot trying to do this thing, you know. Yeah. So it's just funny the ladder people have to be on with their different 
intentions. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Well, I felt sort of, I mean, my sort of a big picture goal of mine really since I moved to New York was like, I was like, oh, Simple Town will get like a television show or something. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, that's still true. And could, <laughs> could still happen. And that that's both a gift and a curse where I'm like, well, I've actually like made so much stuff and become such good friends with these people precisely because we've haven't gotten the thing we've like wanted or set out to do. There's still like a question mark yet to answer. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of nice. But then also I'm like, it's all, it's also like, well, if that had happened earlier too, like what new things yeah. would I be doing? What new interesting like questions would I be trying to answering if it weren't that thing? Yeah. Well, it's funny. We and Felipe were talking about this earlier this week that like, if you have some kind of delayed gratification in wanting to achieve the success that you want, is that good for you in some way? Or does that just something people tell? Does that just cope? You know, just mm. like the struggle is so important. The failure right. brings you closer to God. Because isn't it possible that if you succeed really young, you just get to keep your sort of like naive, joyful energy around like, wow, and life just brings you all the things you ever wanted. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just love all the people in this world. And you can do whatever your dream is. I don't mean to um, be bitter also. I just... Yeah. Curious. Yeah, it's a good yeah. question. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, f- successful people do seem really happy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Well, very uh, tricky. I I mean, maybe I mentioned some version of this before, but I think what was remarkable about watching the Michael Jordan documentary was precisely that he was like this guy who in order to care about being the best at basketball and winning as much as he won stuff. He had to make up these kind of like lies and mental tricks mm. to like keep going. Mm. And and it and it's a kind of problem of success or, or like a thing that that may happen to one of us if we if we to give uh, you some reason to right because then like because in, in the documentary he's like basically he he get, gets in the NBA and he's like wins three championships in a row and then he kind of quits basketball and starts playing baseball and I'm and I and I think it's just because he's like he essentially did what he wanted to do and it doesn't matter to try and make what would be the point of trying to get another NBA championship you already you've already done it three times yeah that's I, yeah go ahead it is a confusing thing to me with artists, I can't think of like a good specific example, but like, you know, sometimes people are really over the hill with their shit, but they don't stop. It's like, why don't you just enjoy your success and stop like writing stuff if you're not really, right. you don't really have it anymore. Right. But maybe they don't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think another thing that happens too is that they, they'll make, get a bunch of money and success doing something and then they'll keep like making a movie, but it will take them like 20 years to do yeah, it yeah, because yeah. that's honestly the the nicest most leisurely pace yes. to make a movie yeah. in yeah, you know it's like yeah. well if i'm really gonna like have fun doing this yes and enjoy myself and enjoy my friends and my life while i do this then yeah yeah it's gonna take 10 years to make this like this movie that does remind me of one thing about blackberry which i was just saying that i think is sweet so blackberry is this movie that just came out matt johnson is the director and have you seen The Dirties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his stuff is so good. He's so funny. I've only seen The Dirties. Or you haven't seen Nirvana, the it, show, the band. Yeah, is it is it equally kind of good? Um, so that's like a web series that he made earlier. So it's got like okay. you know two thousands web series energy, but it's very funny. Cool. Um, so he's really cool. He made this movie called Blackberry that's about the company Blackberry and the phones and how they took off and then they get destroyed, you know, by Apple. And uh, it's really funny and good. But there is a really fun energy. Is I was it so. Doc? It's a like you know what do you call it uh like a biopic style but it's fictionalized okay, got it. yeah who is it fictionalized what it's what fictionalizing biology? like the guy that invented the blackberry oh invented it got it yeah got and it. then like his business partner he's played by glenn howerton and he's pretty funny in it cool um but they just seemed like they had fun making the movie i don't know why exactly <laughs> i i got that vibe from it but i was like oh this just reminds me of uh, Dylan Redford and Harrison Fishman being like, we really want to make a movie that's not shot on GoPro, shot on iPhone, you know? Like, yes. And that to me was like Matt Johnson really getting to be like, it's like a real movie. He's made like a lot of DIY, low budget stuff. Yes. And um, it was cool to see that. Yeah. But so I was just thinking about like when you, when people are actually getting to enjoy making their work, it's so beautiful. Yes, yeah. it is cool. It is cool. 
Wow, and cool that it was sounds good. It was know? good. Cause yeah, I, it was good. It's funny. My worry too is the thing. The, uh, another pitfall is you spend your whole life working with like limited budget, limited resources, making some crappy version of the thing you want to do, and then once you get all the money to make the real big thing that you actually were like gearing to make or practicing to make for you're like totally fucked because you don't know <laughs> how, how to do it to that do, way how to yeah. do it that way yeah you lose what you had mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting but feeling the thing i was saying about like losing the thread isn't even like totally just about like goals or something it's about I don't know. I think routinely in life, having this feeling of like, man, life just really goes on a lot longer than I thought it would. <laughs> totally. And like, you just, I think when you're younger and you like think you know everything about stuff, you have all these realizations, or I did when I was in college, about just like kind of coming to terms with adult reality that I hadn't, you know, experienced when I was in high school and feeling like I really kind of had a handle on the nature of things or something and now i don't know it just goes on and on it's like your friends just keep dating and breaking up with more and more people and you're like how do i make sense of the story of your romantic <laughs> life like it used to be you know your friend has one person they had a high school sweetheart or something and you're like oh my god and they're in love with that person and that's what my friend is like or they're serial monogamist or something and i don't know i i would give specific examples but i don't want to like blow up people's shit um but yeah and more and more as my friends like want advice or to even talk about anything that goes on in their life i'm just like i have no idea what you should do (laughs) you know yeah Mm. and people kind of sought your advice right at some point yeah Mm. yeah well now they're not even doing that anymore how does that feel (laughs) now they're not even doing that no i think that they people still do um but yeah i don't know i just don't feel so compelled to say what i think yeah yeah that's good yeah i think that's wise yeah but was it you or somebody was saying the other day that when someone is asking advice from you as a friend you should just tell them exactly what you think because they should be seeking it from various friends and then they'll get a kind of range of opinions Mm. and that that is really what you're looking for it's not as if you're just gonna ask one friend and then do whatever they say right a lot of people are reluctant to say what they really think because they're like well i don't want to decide for you (laughs) it's like no you're not going to don't worry (laughs) i was never gonna just do what you said (laughs) yeah but tell me what you're a teeny tiny data point (laughs) i don't even want to be asked you. I just I need to get I enough have of to, a, I have to get the extremes yeah, exactly. and the fringes. Yeah. The P value yeah. needs to be right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. So that's funny. Yeah. Well, sometimes people ask you st- st- for advice and then you're just like you feel a little sort of devilish or in a yes. mood and you're just like yeah. I'm just going to give yes. you a kind of a crazy take. Yeah, sometimes you give a take that you're like this is this is the opposite. <laughs> Of what I would normally say, and yeah. I'm trying out giving new advice, <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. about more about me than exactly. it is about your situation. Yeah, yeah. I just want to try a different angle. <laughs> yeah, um, but on the, the subject of people's threads in their life, I think a lot about how you I think, were you like 26 or 27 when you went to your therapist and you were talking about like wanting to quit your consulting job and like pursue doing comedy stuff full time. Your therapist was like, "Well, you know, you're young, but you're not that young, so you should probably just go ahead and do it." You remember <laughs> yes, that? He did say yeah. That. yeah, and yeah. that freaked me out because I was like, "Okay, well, he's close to my age." so i didn't know we weren't that young um <laughs> and then just to think that that was several years ago now and you really did do that i did and that was cool i did yeah yeah and to yeah, think yeah. that like that consulting sam is like slides further and further into the past because that used to be a big part of like my story about you is like you have a job yeah 40 hour a week job working at a yes. consulting company like being a real like businessman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it it's was like, it was funny yeah 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 and you shed that off I did sh- shed it off and it's been, yeah, I mean, I, it's funny. I just got money to make like a new project. Really? So I'm like, oh, well, the, this kind of thing can continue. Like just now? Uh, or you mean just then? It, no, just now in the math past like month uh, and uh, a half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've taken a serious, it was a serious pay cut. <laughs> Yes, sure. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it was. It's cool to do. I remember thinking too when I was like, gonna do it. I was like, okay, well, but I gotta have some sort of thing where if this doesn't look like I'm gonna be able to like make a living doing this by the time I'm like 32, I'm like gonna switch to something else. Yeah, and maybe, m- maybe something will 
big will happen to me, so I don't need to come across that threshold and yeah. really make that decision. But not, I, I do sometimes think like, well, maybe I'll hit 32 and it will still be kind of like unclear whether I'll yeah. be able to eke a living out of this or not. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know. But it seems like you're kind of in a good place with like... You did the thing, you're doing the thing you needed to do to yes. at least kick the can Scr- further. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think sometimes you got to scratch the itches you have in your life, you know? And totally. So good to do it and fail. I remember my, my history teacher telling me once where she was like, she was like, yes, you need to follow the, the golden threads of interest that mm. you have in your life. And they will lead you to unhappy places. Whoa, no. Yes. She's like, I did that once and I found myself in a police station in India looking at like moldy documents Whoa. for weeks and weeks and weeks on, these, like, on some like crazy grant. Oh my God. And I was just miserable. Oh, that sounds horrific. Um, and, but yeah, but you need, but, but it's still good to do. And that made me think like, Yes, it's good to pursue your dreams and also know that they will can lead you to unhappiness. Wow. Doing Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> you this is the first time you're telling me that. <laughs> but then you don't that. need to like you don't need to be like, uh well, what if I did that or something? You know, it's like you can I still think it's the right thing to do. Yes. To to like fail. Yes. Um because otherwise you're kind of like half living the th- one decision half living another yeah and you definitely have to answer the questions you know because otherwise you'll have yeah i mean this is an obvious thing about having regrets but i just can't help but think like if she didn't go look at the moldy papers in india then she would have done it later or something it would have just been like but i have to go there but i have to go there it's like well then fucking go yes yeah there's this book that i've just bought on good threads um that was funny. It was recommended by the guy who is Kendall in Succession, Jeremy nice. Strong. Nice. <laughs> he did this like, what are my favorite books? And I watched it on YouTube. Of course. It was fascinating. Of course. And he recommended this bo- book by Wallace Stagner. It's funny. I just typed in a W into my phone and then it autofilled into www.pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Um, Wallace Stagner. Anyways, it's a it's a won the National Book Award in the 70s. And, and what the actor Kendall says was like, he's like, this is a great novel that's about how as you age, you have to make when you're young, your life is filled with options and as you age you have to make decisions and your life closes down like like it gets smaller the number of things you can do because you have to make decisions but that's what it means to get older yeah just to forego certain options yeah and that's okay yeah it is it's interesting i mean i've been talking with a lot of people about like turning 30 and alex about to be 30 and yeah a lot of people are like you're 31 i'm, f- I'm 30 yeah yeah just you're turned 30, or 30 in oh January. yeah you just turned 30 that's yeah. right um various people and i'm thinking about how like it's definitely one of those things i'm nervous about it but in my i got one mind that's like well you turn 30 it's just another day you wake up and you're still in the same era in your life like nothing has changed drastically but there is a sense of like the idea that whatever my 20s was or was ever going to be is like locked in. It's like this frozen, yes. like, yeah, you can't right, turn back it, to that part yeah, of the map. Yeah, yeah you all can only go forward totally. on the map. And just that, yeah, the idea of like your life really like coming to into full resolution and then like it is what it is. Yeah. Versus a feeling you have when you're young, which is like everything is open to me. Nothing is determined. Like nothing is set. Yeah. Eventually, you know, things become set. I mean. And it's true when you're a kid, too. I also felt that way when I graduated from middle school. I was like, so that was middle school then. Hmm. And that will always be what middle school was for me. And I can't change that. (laughs) Fuck. Because I, w- I wasn't that cool when I didn't in middle school and I f- yeah it was kind of it's kind of so embarrassing funny. to look back on yeah <laughs> I wish I could go rewrite that <laughs> that's such yeah. a funny thing to think one yeah. of, one of, Sarah it reminds me one of my favorite jokes of yours is that joke you do where you're like um it's it's the the long joke about being on that date and that oh, guy yeah, telling yeah, yeah, yeah. you you know um, yeah. It's a guy telling Sarah, like the kind of punchline is this guy telling Sarah about this documentary. He's like, well, actually, like 
the bad people. There's no such thing as good people. There's and bad no people. such thing as good people and bad people. And Sarah has this line in the context of telling that long joke where she's like, she's like, I don't need to know that. She's like, and I don't like when you're a kid, it's actually. Or, or no, fuck. I'm. I want to get the line right, but yeah. it's like you go. I actually don't think uh, people need to know that there's no good and bad. I think actually, as a child, you intuitively understand that yes. the world is a complicated yes. place, yes, and that uh, moral there is moral relativism, and that people do bad things for complicated reasons. And and do good things for complicated reasons. And actually, the the more interesting thing is to teach people that there is good yes. and bad, <laughs> and to be able to stick, stick your foot in the ground yes, and know right. which one is which. <laughs> and that's the hard thing to do. Yes. Um. And I think right. that is so f- funny because it like it gets at a philosophy which you have that you've always noticed, which is that like children are intelligent fundamentally intelligent and that we all understand complexity even when we're very young yeah and i think that that's like a great it's a funny joke it's a thing i try and remember when i am writing characters or things like that but you you reminded me of that because you were said even in middle school yes like when middle (laughs) school was over you were like so that's middle school and I, i just remember feeling that as a child too where i was like i get i i watch like adult movies and i get I think I understand the world of adults and the the media that's made for me or the or the characters children characters that are written never seem to describe what I'm like or what the other children around me are like. Yes. They're always like no. dumber versions totally. of children. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like going to Disney World when I was in third grade and such a big part of it is meeting all the characters. And I went on the Disney cruise. You're stuck on a boat with all these Mickey and Minnie and all these. They're everywhere. (laughs) And um, I was just too old to care about meeting them. I knew they were people. And I wasn't scared, but I was like, I can't. I don't fuck with that. (laughs) yes totally Um, Totally. and I remember telling my parents because they also remember this too that I felt sad that I was like I wish I could feel what because there was younger children there I wish I could feel what they're feeling they think they're really meeting Mickey Mouse and right yeah right exactly and so the pain of like getting older and feeling regrets or nostalgia or yeah totally can happen even to like a nine-year-old yeah totally totally and especially I always hate so many of the moms I follow on Instagram um, do that thing where they like tell their kids like, "Oh, I just don't want you to grow up. Please don't get any older. Promise you. Promise you'll just turn four and stay four Whoa. forever." Like they're always <laughs> saying shit like that, and it really makes me upset because I remember being a kid and being like, "I can't. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, just like <laughs> let me be. Yeah, yeah, and don't tell me that it makes you sad that I'm getting older and it just instills in you this like negative feeling around yeah aging and. When you're a kid, it's a little bit easier because you really do unlock cool stuff the yes. older that you get. Yes. Um, but still, I just remember my mom having that, like, gosh, I just don't want you to grow up. I want you to be a kid forever. Yeah. And that made yes. me feel kind of totally. sick. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so. That does. It's bad. You know, some people, I, my mom said, that I've said this to you probably a million times, even probably on this podcast. But she's <laughs> like, oh, people have certain ages. As parents, you have certain mm. ages that you're like best at parenting for yes and for different people it's different and i think often it's sad that people who really love the idea of having little babies or like little toddlers end up sort of yeah sort of they obviously those those children are going to turn into teenagers and stuff but they just like they have so much like um uh, almost like a fetish around yes. like having a little toddler that's like essentially a half human, half pet thing that they can like pick up and hold. And then once you become like a teenager, it's like some sort of death or disappointment. Totally. To me, is, has always been like a kind of sad thing that I think totally. a lot of children and parents go through together in their relationship. Yes, yes. And it's hard to understand when you're a kid, I think, what's happening because yeah. I felt this way about 
my I got one grandparent left alive. That's my his granddaddy and um, wonderful grandparent to little children. All, still a wonderful man, but like so special with little children. Like you know, one of those. A lot of old men I think have this quality of like they're just really good with kids and they make them laugh and they tell them stories and yeah, yeah, they're funny and they fart and stuff. And yes, um, yeah, he was just like the greatest man I'd ever met. And then <laughs> I think when I just got like a little bit older, I would just be so excited to see him. But it wasn't quite the same, and I couldn't understand, like, why do I feel a little bit more awkward now with him? We don't, like, have fun exactly the way we used to. It was like, he's a really good grandpa for little kids. But it made me feel really confused, I think, as I aged out of that yeah. period. Just be like, Did I, is this something with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we were, yeah, really tight. He's farting in your <laughs> face, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have a sense for what kind of age you might be? be good at parenting um i think i maybe this is like the dumbest thing because it's the age that i am now but like someone in their 20s i like just want to have kids who are experiencing i think teenager late teens 20s like the process of having realizations about your life and the kind of person you want to be i think i would just be good at talking to someone mm, pretty seriously about that too. stuff yeah. yeah and that at a younger age it might be a little harder for me i'm imagining my kids coming to me with like problems with like bullying or friendship that are actually like deep existential problems but they don't want to engage with them in that way and that yeah. that might feel difficult to just be like oh, okay well why don't you just try ignoring him then or something it's like well i don't want to just <laughs> give you advice like that i want to be like oh, well let's just think about you know what it all means that you're experiencing this issue and kind of where you yeah. stand with the social ecosystem and the kind of person you're trying to be what maybe they're trying to be yeah but yeah. maybe you can talk to kids like that i don't know i think you can yeah i mean I, I worked at a summer camp one summer and I had a really fun time when kids would, there'd be situations where kids would be like getting into fights and stuff. Mm. And then I'd like sit them down and I'd be like, so wait, so why are you like bugging <laughs> him when you guys are in the locker room? Yeah. Um, wow. And then, and then he'd be like, no, I just, and then they have like little, they have little tricks to like throw you off the scent. And they're like, no, well, I just want a towel and I want his yes, towel. And then you're liar. like, and then you hang, <laughs> and then you're like, hang on, man. But wait, listen to what like Jason's saying. He's saying that he feels hurt and like, look at him right now. Doesn't he kind of look a little upset? Mm. It's like, what, is, what does that make you think? Do you think it's, Whoa. you're making him upset that you're taking the towel or like, it's just like, oh. You can wow. teach, talk to people like they're adults, and I think they really rise to the occasion. Wow. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. That, to me, is like kind of a fun. It's like, let's get back to basics with this. Look at his face. Totally. What does it mean that his face looks like that to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Believe I just walked into the room. We're ignoring him. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about children, Felipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only trouble with that strategy, though, is it requires kind of like time. Yes. And sometimes if you have like a ton of kids or you're like rushing and stuff, you can't do that. You kind just have of to neutralize them. Model. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot. Parents are just tired. Yes. So totally. they're, they're relying on rote scripts. What age do you think that you would be good at parenting? I think like, yeah, like, uh, 12 mm. 12 to 18 12 on onwards i think would be fun for me Word. i guess i like the idea of sort of interacting with like young adults i think that's like fun and interesting um but yeah i think like a little toddler would be like hard <laughs> for me yeah it's not it's it's fun to like pick up humans and like kiss their belly totally and stuff like that. totally cuddling them is um, very sweet yes and they say funny random things they sometimes. do say funny random things but yeah in general little kids once they start talking a lot it's kind of exhausting to me yeah a baby's cool yeah but then when they're really talking because they got something they're thinking about i agree yeah I'm like, yeah. Cool. yeah 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 hmm and just like making little messes and stuff like, or like the, it seems like the early work of parenting is like physical or something. Yeah. It's like you have it's to very like physical. not sleep. And, and like you can't let anything stuff. affect you emotionally. Like you take your kid to Disney World, they cry the entire time. You have to just be like, that's okay. 
Yeah. yeah, you know, because little kids get upset so easily by stuff. Totally. Yeah, they get agitated and they freak the fuck out, and you just have to be like, well, all right, I, well I, you ruined our day at the beach. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yes, yes. That's okay. I can remember doing that as a child, yeah. deciding in the car with my entire family <laughs> that I was going to cry the whole time. I can remember making a decision like that, and then I was going to fucking ruin That's awesome. the entire experience. That's awesome. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember once going to the beach with my family and like our whole extended family was there, like second cousins and stuff. And you know, when you're a little kid and you're like, I just don't get who any of these people are. And like, I don't know my second cousins, their names. Till this day, I can maybe name two of them. There was like 20 of them. And all the kids were playing kickball. And that was just not me. You know, I didn't want to participate. I did not like organize games. And I especially didn't like anything compulsory, like only <laughs> yes. purely optional. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't optional, I guess. And my dad kept being like, go play, go play. They're playing kickball, go play. And I was like, I don't want to, I just want to sit. I just want to sit down. I'll just watch. And he's like, no, go, go. Like you're acting spoiled, go. And, um, I just kept refusing and refusing until he like sent me home and I was in trouble. Uh, and then I remember saying to him when he came home, I didn't, wasn't sure what the phrase meant, but he was like, are you going to say, are you going to say sorry? And I was like, no, I only feel sorry for myself. Um, and then I really got in trouble <laughs> for saying that. And I didn't really know what it meant. But looking back, I'm like, I was right. I was sorry for myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's just hard. Sometimes like, you're not even trying to be a little dick, but you're like pissing everybody off. Totally. For whatever fucking reason. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. Being com- told, ordered to go play is, yes. is one of the most <sighs> impossible things a, a human could do. I know. And I wish I could have said to my dad then, you know, the spirit of play exactly it's a really nebulous <laughs> and ephemeral <laughs> thing exactly just because i'm a kid doesn't mean i can just turn it <laughs> on conjure it up yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not inhabiting me i'm not animated by it you know <laughs> talk to my brother <laughs> um yeah so that's hard i'll say kind of going back just on the threads thing i wish i could get into some of the, the random personal things that i'm going through but some of it's too you know it's too personal too personal um, but there's like one friendship I'm ha- that I have where I'm having kind of issues in it where I think like if we emerge out on the other side of this friendship stronger and better for this, that will really be um, a lesson about relationships or something. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like I've kind of had the experience of friendship so far in my life where it's like things go really good. Sometimes you have a fight, you get over it, it keeps going, it's good. But I've never really had like a long, difficult period um that didn't just end in the dissolution of the friendship Mm. so yeah i don't know i guess and i think this is a question a lot of people have is like how much work is it worth putting into any kind of relationship with a friend or someone that you're dating or something yeah and to know where it goes but we'll see that's cool yeah (laughs) have you had that with like siblings or family members because those are relationships where you they're enduring you're there enduring whether it's good or not yeah I think um, with family, that's probably another lesson for later in my life. I have like failed to rise to the occasion of confronting the issues that keep me from feeling close to certain people in my family. Mm. And that like, I don't know what will happen if I try to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe that's something I can work on maybe in a couple of years or something. (laughs) If I get bored of other stuff or kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think one of the great joys of of friendship and getting older is that you can have friends who know you across time and then you can like kind of share memories and stuff with them big time. And that's worth that gift alone is worth like trying to keep people in your life and not like burn bridges. Even when you feel like something is like past its point, it's, it's like, apex of being awesome yeah Um, it's funny because it it is powerful it's powerful you know when you start dating someone you need to recall all these memories from your life that you have to tell them about so that they know who you are and stuff yeah that can be fun because you get full um narrative control over (laughs) being like this is how it went down this is what it meant to me but when you have someone who was there and you get to recall the memory with that is so powerful yes and so intense and exciting yeah it really is like Totally. Highly worthwhile. Really fun. <laughs> really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about this with with Gabby recently because she's a real like, um, oh, I don't talk to any of my exes. Like once we stop dating, like I cut you out of my life. Mm. Like no more talking mm. ever again. Uh, 
And I'm just not of that philosophy. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I think it would be fun to anyone who I've ever loved, really, for like any extended period of time. I'm like, it would still be fun to be able to like get a coffee with totally, them or like totally. hang out with them one totally. night and, and like chill. I want to leave things on good with everybody, even if it's false. I still want yeah. the false pretense yes. that everything is good because <laughs> even that is worth something. Totally. You know, because once you leave things on bad, that yes. really, it doesn't feel good and it makes you sad and I your agree. memories I agree. get contaminated by that sadness. And I agree. And people, yeah. I, there are people out there who are, who like leaving things on bad. They're yes. like, that's the only way They're to like, leave good. things. They're like, good, I left it on bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that is crazy and goes yeah. completely against every like atom in my body. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of there being... Um, you know, shooters out there that are against me. Ops. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah. Wait, you're going to show up to my house <laughs> late, later? Yeah. Anytime my name is mentioned, are you going to like make a face? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is yeah. crazy. It is crazy. But that's yeah, an interesting but thing. But not everyone lives like that. And I've learned that you need to respect that. I have people who've cut me out, you know, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, that's their loss. Like, they're not down for at least even going down memory lane with me sometime. They aren't even curious about what it would be like to, like, talk. But totally. that's their thing, you know? Yeah. It is weird. It's hard with the romantic thing because it's like, don't we all understand that for most people, life is full of many relationships that must begin and end? And Right. Why would that doesn't mean that it's something bad happened? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's a sad philosophy to think that you can't look back on those experiences and have good feelings. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily what people who don't talk to their exes think. But yeah. Yeah. But they don't want to. Maybe because it's too painful. It doesn't mean that they're not happy to remember stuff. I don't know. It's confusing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. We should get a person like that on On the the podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I also do another great joy I have is bringing people from various parts of my life that I think would be fun to like see them interact together and be like what would it be like if my uh ex met this friend I'm talking to right now cuz I actually think they have a lot of like similarities. They probably really jive with each yes. other or something. Or what if my brother met, you know, this friend of mine. Yes. And it's that I get a lot, I kick out of thinking about that stuff yes. and then even trying to make it happen. And some people aren't like that either. No. Yeah. Like in that they're not interested in bringing people together in that way. Yeah. 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 It's just like, it's funny. I'm very comfortable with the idea of where, for instance, I'll be reading a book or something and I'll be like, Oh, you know, who'd really like this? My the person I dated in college. Mm. It'd be fun to be able to like text them and be like, Oh, I'm reading this book that actually I think you'd really dig. Or yeah. a friend of mine uh who I don't talk to anymore. I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool if you met Felipe. I'd be really yeah. curious to see what you guys Gosh. are like together. But then but then I'm like, oh they've they've robbed me of that opportunity. Yeah. It's interesting. It brings up in me this feeling I have about the sadness of our inability to like access the past, you know, first on the just level of like, you can never go back. Yeah. That's sad. And then to just think that like, even in your kind of present day situation or in your mind, you can't like revisit places in the past without it being kind of like totally contaminated and changed by the present where it's like, Oh, why can't I just talk to the person I did in college and be like, Oh, this funny thing happened. It's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> you can't I even know. begin to fucking send that text I know. message. Yeah. I know. And yeah. I, you also, I, you can also get bitten if yes. you do that too much because you're, like, playing with fire. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's funny also, I think, like, there's people who I want to have meet each other, but almost I have this sad feeling about, like, like, I guess I'll just give a specific example of, like, my friends, you know, Kendall and Langston. I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast. Maybe sometimes. I think Charlie does. Um, uh, we used to hang out, you know, in this very specific way when I first moved to New York. Where we would, like, drink Crazy Stallions and play PlayStation 2 and, like, eat candy and, like, hang out till 2 in the morning. Because none of us, like, had to work ever before, like, 11 a.m. somehow. I didn't <laughs> really know how it worked. It would just be in the middle of the week. We would just have so much fun. And, like... 
now like if i'm dating someone obviously i want him to meet my friends and meet them and it's fun to go to their house or whatever and do it but i'm like i wish you could come in 2018 and meet them <laughs> and you were also 25 <laughs> and you were like experiencing it you know yeah because instead people just have to experience people like as they are in this current moment like the kind of yes. way they present themselves to a new person today it's like bro but there is so much shit there and i just want you more fully immersed in it but i don't know i feel so strongly about that that i've almost like kind of given up on it because i'm like everyone's busy everyone has all their own shit to worry about people can't be like obsessing over trying to get to know my personal friends better just because it would enrich my life experience right. you know but i wish they would <laughs> yeah well that's why when you're in your 30s you have to like rent airbnbs and mm-hmm. bring all your friends to them mm-hmm. and stuff and do a three-day weekend yeah mm-hmm. do a three-day weekend and yep. make little you know hot toddies and that's right sit up by the lake and hope that like people who don't know each other will kind of like find each other by the fireside yes. and end up getting into it and <laughs> yes. discovering yeah totally <laughs> yeah that's magical it is sometimes two people though two friends will connect at an event or something that you're like i didn't mean for you to meet I had no intention of you guys coming together. Like, you're going to make plans to see each other? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one time, I'll, I'll use these names because I think this is a fine story to tell. But one time, Matt, my friend Matt, brought to my birthday party this woman he was dating. Or, or like, a woman he was kind of vaguely seeing who was, like, in Argentina for, like, lived in argentina was from there but was like in america for like three days i and remember stuff. that yeah. and she was like really not insane but like a very extroverted artistic mm. person who you no one could understand really what she was saying <laughs> she had this really thick accent even gabby was like I, i'm a spanish speaker and wow. I like don't know what this wow. woman is saying in english and and she was but and she would talk a lot and like really loudly and so every time she talked to you it'd be like a person who who you sort of had to take almost like um you know you kind of had to like just nod and be like uh-huh yeah totally and sort of like work hard to yes and whatever they were saying and then at one point in the party she was talking to william banks that is awesome <laughs> in the corner that is awesome and william is also his own like yes. strange wonderful his person. own planet yeah by, by kind of coincidence they had found themselves on themselves on the corner of these two couches and i looked over and i was like that is like a really special yes. thing that's happening right now yeah <laughs> it was like what if like lava was like supercharged by some nuclear event yes. like that's what these two forces are like coming together that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's why weddings are cool and yeah yeah it's true it's true but when you make stuff too big, it's hard for people to have they those things. They can't connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sweet. Well, we're at kind of that time. Oh, yeah? What time is it? Seven. Well, we have three minutes. I need to pee real quick. You got to pee? Let's, okay. Let's let's pause for a second. Oh, we get to pause because it's not live. So. Okay, I'm back. Well, I wonder if there's anything else. I'll I should have thought during the time you were in the bathroom. That's okay. Else. Sometimes not thinking is kind of the shakes best thing. Loose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <clears throat> I peed a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> kind of surprising. That's a dip into medical corner. Sometimes yeah. you can de- dip in and out of medical corner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> medical corners can appear anywhere within this three D structure. Yeah. Are um, you excited for? Uh, Cremester. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say the next three months, like kind of summer, oh. you know? Yes. Am I excited for the next three months? I am. I'm working on India Donaldson's movie in June. So I'm going for two weeks. And, you know, I'd, I've been on a long, almost a year. Oh, in November, it'll be a year break from producing, but I'm production managing. And I think I've explained this. I may have even said it on the podcast, but production managing is great because in the end, I'm not responsible for the budget. I'm just implementing a budget that is made. And yes. I'm tired of exploiting people's labor and negotiating deals with people where they're not getting paid enough and you know yeah being stressed out over how the money is going to work like it's just not fair and everyone else is having fun i know acting in a video yeah, i know yeah Ugh. are you kidding me um sucks so i'm production manager it should be fun i'm excited to get away and also just like be back like working on someone's film i think is kind of exciting i like to kind of divert sometimes my attention from just obsessing over myself and what am i gonna make or do and be like all right let's do this yeah, you got yeah. an idea for a movie all right let's try it and you're gonna be in it yeah yeah so it's gonna be fun i didn't realize you could choose a, a, a kind of producing where you could cut out the budget part yeah 
That's well, cool. it just depends on how big the project is, you know. Mm. A lot of stuff I worked on, it's like there really is just one producer, and they do every element. They do of all it. of it, yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna be like, all right, hot dogs on. <laughs> we got uh, veggie more burgers hot dogs on the right. here. Yeah, there's enough budget for hot dogs yep. and hamburgers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pairing everybody off. We're doing tick checks, okay? So. <laughs> um, yeah. That's cool. I asked when I was on the phone with India because I'm playing a small part in this. I asked, she's like, so you'll be staying at my uh, in-law's house. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, is, uh, is like the rest of the crew <laughs> going to be there? And she was like, no, it'll just be you and Peter and... And Eric Gates. Yeah, and Eric Gates. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. I was like, well, I thought I'd like kind of imagine it being like, well, I could <laughs> hang out with Sarah at yeah. least during this trip. And I was like, no, I'll be with... I mean, Peter's great, but I'm like, oh, just kind of be in a situation where I don't really know that many yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe you guys get to come over to the big house and then <laughs> go back over to the other house. <laughs> we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I think I have some vision for some stuff I want to be doing, but um, yeah, I feel I think I feel good about the next three months. I really like the fall, though, so you know. Totally. So the summer is an anxious season, and I know that we both feel this way. It's too hot. It, it is freaks too me hot. the fuck out. Yeah. I get freaked out from too hot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel bad, and people make you feel shamed for being inside. Oh my God, but that's yeah. like the place that's, that's comfortable. That's the place to be. Yeah. Are you excited for the next three months? Uh, not really. Oh, okay. I mean, I have this trip that I'm going on with Gabby that should be fun. Hell yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm like, well, this will be. This is like the hardest time to live in the city. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's confusing. Just I know we're we're wrapping it up, but as I was walking down the sidewalk today, I saw like a big like RV style bus that looked really cool, and I was like, how did I end up with the life where I pay like a thousand dollars of rent every month and I'm always here when it's possible that you can like have a van like this and just be like, let's go to Iowa City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe I can still do that. I don't know. <laughs> but I definitely feel a little like anchored down. Like, yeah. And sometimes a little suffocated mm-hmm. <laughs> in addition to being anchored down. <laughs> but you're going on tour, so you're getting the fuck out of here. That's going to be fun, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Um, this yeah. has been Sarah and Sam. This corner. is the Sarah and Sam corner on a private, I mean, a pre recorded episode. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Bye.